Hello, beautiful soul fam. I am so excited to bring you a brand new episode of Ceremony Circle Podcast today. For those of you new to the show, I am your host, shaman and author, Allison Charles. And today the question is, are you ready to step into the portal of light with myself and Lucia Light Guide, trainer and transformational coach, Allison Pelissier? Now, as we know, there are so many ways to expand in consciousness, and obviously the experiences brought with each one of those expansions are infinitely different. And today, Allison and I talk about how this incredible consciousness device called the Lucia Light and how it has provided both of us some of the most profound and potent consciousness journeys that we have ever gone on. And wait until you hear about the really trippy way that the light called to my guest, Allison, her wildly transcendent and spirited first voyage with it, and how it eventually led her to being its main U.S. rep. The light also helped her deal with the sudden death of a family member, which she shares about in a very vulnerable and open way. And of course, I share about my voyages with the light. And as Luke and I now have our very own at home, I am obviously thrilled to go on many, many more voyages with it and get to know it. One of my favorite things to chat about is how to birth new paradigms, new worlds for yourself and your life experience. So we dive into that and why it's so vitally important to create an honoring, reverent, sacred space anytime you're working with consciousness energies even when said energies are coming from what some may view as a piece of equipment or a technology-based device. The Lucia Light is a device, however, it has within it living consciousness energies that are very profound. And of course, like with every Ceremony Circle podcast episode, we end in a unique and powerful healing ceremony experience facilitated by our guest, So today, Allison will voyage you in a guided meditation that's very special because she uses an epic instrument called the Monolini. It really transported me into such a beautiful, refreshed, revitalized space and state. So I'm so excited for you to now open up the gateways and step on into the portal of light. Okay, so here we are, two Allisons just chilling in Sedona. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I just think it's so beautiful how it worked out that, you know, it's been fun in our brief uniting this lifetime, just how we've been pinging in. And so I'll start there. You know, it's it was fascinating when Luke and I started to transition more from friends to what we are now. He just kept talking about this light, this Lucia light, Lucia light. And I was like, okay, you know, he's always, you know, you know him. And I, I mean, I love him. He's an explorer of all these things. But then he was so excited because an event in Malibu that he was participating in was going to have the light there. You've got to come over to the Malibu to do the light. I was like, okay. So... I did go to Malibu to meet up with him, and it was my first time voyaging with the Lucia Light, and I'm, I am i hate to live, I don't want to be like, I'm not easily impressed, because that's just such a weird way to try to describe things, but I've, I've experienced a lot. You know, I'm a multidimensional traveler, and, you know, I've, I've seen a lot, but the light was really captivating, 
and so enthralling and inspiring. Mm. And then I got the light to come to our house for his 50th birthday. Mm -hmm. So that was my second traversing with the light. And then in between those two light experiences, when Luke and I went to Colorado, we, you know, got to hang out randomly in a hot springs and I don't even know what town we were in. And that was the first time I got to, you know, really feel your energy and I can just sense the purity and honor, the honoring place from which you walk the path from which you experience life. And while I have yet to experience your work in facilitating the light, which we might be doing later today, I just can tell the place from which you live and work from. So Thank you. I just knew when we were sitting in the hot springs in Colorado that I wanted to have you on the show. And yet somehow the universe orchestrated it to happen here in Sedona. So bizarre. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to start talking about Sedona or start talking about the light. Let's start with the light. You, I, I asked you, you know, to send me if you had any article links and it was a link from Paper Magazine and the writer went to have a session with you and the headline said, quote, a $50 light treatment that makes you trip balls. And I thought, well, you know, I personally would not have written my headline like that, but mm -hmm. that's, that's a pretty, that can be a pretty accurate headline as blunt as it is. And then on the Lucia Light website, it describes reported benefits as wonder, joy, pineal gland activation, exaltation, increased intuition. Yeah, I want to hear from you because at this point, I'm sure the listeners are like, what is this light? What are they talking about? What is the Lucia light? How do you describe it, Allison? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes there's these experiences in life that I know you're very familiar with that are just really beyond words. There's this kind of ephemeral quality to how they show up and, you know, it's almost like these fleeting sensations and this incredible depth. And so with the Lucia light, it it's beyond words in a lot of ways. And to put it very simply, it's simply light. It's a solid halogen bulb that kind of turns on and off and then some LEDs that flicker at different frequencies. And the experience of the light is laying under it with your eyes closed and this potent combination of pretty wide spectrum light and then the flickering LEDs at different frequencies really starts bringing you know you into a different state of consciousness so it's really about expansive states of consciousness and like most expansive states of consciousness different people experience it different ways and every time you lay under the light you're going to have something totally different absolutely i mean the times that i've experienced it well they were they were actually quite profoundly different there were some similarities in the sacred geometries and almost uh what are those things that you look into and you can turn it like a kaleidoscope mm -hmm. yeah and and as you turn it it's just like in every slight millimeter turn of a kaleidoscope, it changes into new shapes and patterns and forms and colors. And that's what my Lucille light experience was. And while 
I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but whatever. I've done LSD only once. I was, I think I was in high school. Sorry, mom. But it was before Steve Miller Band concert. (laughs) I was a little Uh bit of a wild child. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like some some of those style of visuals, it was, you know, uh, a bit of a cousin of that. But then the second time that I journeyed with the light, what was so beautiful to me was I was having journeys within a journey. Mm -hmm. And so... I was having these shamanic types of journeys where I was actually seeing, witnessing myself. And I was in this long like cape or dress or gown and walking towards the edge of some cliff and the wind was blowing. Yet that was held within the other colors and and sacred geometry shapes and things like that. And so, yeah, I I mean, what, what have been what was the first time that you experienced what what was what was that like for you and where were you how did you hear about the light yeah great question so yeah first of all i just want to say that's really beautiful of understanding kind of the like layers within the experience and i'll kind of go into that more with my personal journey but i love that you mentioned that and for me i had no idea, you know, what this was. I was actually studying during my master's degree in what? Uh, in international education and development. Cool. So I was really kind of always in this, you know, state of mind of wanting to help the world and to show up in whatever way I could to be of service. Mm-hmm. And I always felt education was a big part of that. And then when I, you know, a friend of mine just invited me to an art gallery and I was going through a pretty challenging period in my life. My father had passed away very Mm -hmm. recently and I had really bad PTSD because a lot of childhood trauma had surfaced from his passing. Mm, Interesting. And so I was really in an interesting state where I was still, you know, achiever and doing well in school and things like that, keeping my head up. But internally I was a mess and Mm. I couldn't sleep and all of that. And when my friend invited me to come to this art gallery, I just had this calling, like, I have to go. Like, and, <laughs> and I just felt a surge zip through my body right when you said that. And I don't want to get too far off into this tangent, but the calling calls are just, there's no mistaking them. Absolutely. I just want to say that. And so. everyone's different. So it's like listening to your body and your soul. I'm like you know, just waiting. And, you know, I was kind of depressed. So I was like the last minute. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. But my guys were just like, get out of the house. And I ended up running down the street, just making it onto the train, mm. meeting my friends. And then we get to this gallery and then there was a wait and it was kind of a little disorganized. We didn't really know what was going on. So you're hitting and... up against various resistances in different forms. Absolutely. But that deeper, lowest belly soul truth was like, keep going. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. And no one... It was really interesting because they didn't allow anyone to share their experiences until everyone was done Mm. to really give each person a chance to experience it for themselves. And I'm really about that because, again, as we mentioned before, every experience is so different. So I went in having no expectation. I really didn't know what it was at all. And I was like, well, I know I'm supposed to try this. And I sat back and wow, I just went so deep. And I just did the two little demonstration sessions and then a longer session that was only about 20 minutes. And in that 20 minute session, I mean, I experienced every emotion. I laughed, I cried, and I started journeying through the portal within the light. Mm. So we think of the light as a portal because it's holding a very steady frequencies that are like a rhythm, just like shamanic drumming or any other kind of thing that kind of start to entrain the heart, the mind, you know, the body to actually allow the space to open up for us to go through. 
And for me, I went through and I went to a lake and I was on a boat and I was with my father who had passed away. He came to visit me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling this in my arms. Wow. Oh, wow. What a special, transcendent experience. It was amazing. And, you know, and what he really told me, and I think it's so interesting because, you know, when spirits come to visit us from beyond, there's a way that they bring messages and often you know, the messages are that it's just okay to move on. Mm. You know, like I think so many people when someone they really love passes, they really get kind of held up in a way. It's like they can't continue to move forward in their life because this person that means so much to them has gone. And, you know, that was my my father's main message. He was like, it's okay to be happy and mm. it's okay to just live your life in like any way. Like, and so I would love to peek into that crevice just a touch more. I'm curious, why was that so impactful for you? Did you guys have a bit of a strained relationship or did you, were you feeling, because you said a whole bunch of things opened up and you're experiencing PTSD upon his passing. Were there just things that were left unsaid or what, what was that mixture for you? Good question. Yeah. So for me, it was interesting because we were super close, like out of my family. I feel like we were the closest so for me, it was like, wow, this is the one person in my family I feel like I can really relate to. So it was crushing when he passed. And he had been this like pillar of like, it's okay, you know, that like grounded anchor in my life. And so after he passed, it was like all this other stuff that had happened with other members of my family and like just different situations kind of came to the surface. And I started having memories of that, including like early childhood sexual abuse and things like that started coming up and they weren't related to him. So that's what's so fascinating about trauma and these worlds is that, you know, people can be kind of like pillars in your life. And so even though it wasn't related to him specifically, he had been holding kind of that guardianship in my life. And when he was no longer there, it was like a floodgates were open and I had to like look at all of the stuff. So it was so intense for me. I, the entire time that you're talking, the I'm one of the ways in which spirit works with me to affirm truths and just potent sharings and medicines occurring or through what I call the divine tingles. And sometimes it'll go in surges, but when you were just sharing so vulnerably and honest there, which thank you, by the way, for doing that, that was full on. I could hardly contain what was moving through my body. And gosh, so many things darted in when you were sharing that, like what a medicine passageway for you, because you were at this precipice of having to face some, perhaps the most scary or alarming or challenging things that you've ever had to face. On top of that, you didn't know they were even there to face. And on top of that, the person that held the space where you would feel most supported and facing that was no longer there all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oof. yeah, so it was a lot. And again, like, as I said, I'm like the, you know, achiever and helper archetypes in like the Enneagram. So I was continuing to just barrel forward and, you know, getting straight A's and grad school and everything, even though I was like kind of falling apart inside. And so this was an opportunity for my nervous system to, like start to relax and to entrain to something. It was like kind of, you know, and for a lot of people with PTSD, if you have someone, if you don't have that person who's that rock or the anchor in your life anymore, there's kind of like 
nothing safe. You know, there's this way in which the whole world feels like anything could happen at any moment. And a lot of PTSD comes with this like hyper awareness and arousal that you just can't ever relax. And I think that's a deep part of like the insomnia and things like that, that can really come up for people. And, and I, that's such an important point because, and and we don't have to get too much into this, but when you don't even realize that your normal operating system is that, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't know that that's quote unquote abnormal, mm-hmm. that's where it can, yeah, like a spider web or like spokes on a wheel just turn into so many other health issues or dysfunctional patterns or ways of, of living in life because you might not even know that you take, for example, are addicted to the norm of chaos in your life or the norm of just feeling riddled with anxiety. And until you really get to those places where you're forced to examine and question, that's where the huge light bulbs go off and you start to realize, oh my gosh, this isn't normal. I don't have to live like this. Mm -hmm. What do I, where do I start to heal this? Absolutely. And that's a lot of that is really held in the nervous system. You know, it's kind of like called the false window of tolerance. And so usually with that, you know, our window of tolerance is really our centered, grounded, relaxed place that we can be curious and creative and explore the world from. And when life kind of pushes us out of that, we're in our false window of tolerance. We're in that anxiety or stress or overwhelm, fight or flight, flight, reactivity. Everyone seems aggressive or, you know, someone can say something neutral and you would literally perceive it as an attack. And so creating false narratives that we get stuck in those loops. Exactly. so much going (laughs) on. Defining people as being certain ways or certain situations. So it's fascinating how all of that can kind of shift and you don't even realize it, as you said. And so that's one of the powers, Alicia, and, you know, and same with shamanic healing and a lot of, you know, float tanks. There's so many different therapies, even just spending deep amount of time in nature where those rhythms can start to be like rewritten. And so in my experience, I went, my body started to relax and I went into the light and saw my dad and he said, you know, everything's okay. Basically, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to be yourself. You don't have to take the the pressure of the world or like all the things that were happening in my family. I was always kind of the, you know, rock in my family too. And then with him gone, it was really intense. So for me, I, I had this understanding it was okay to just be and be myself and be happy and continue my life despite, you know, the shocking circumstances that had arisen with his death and with all the other things that happened before. It's like, it's still okay. Mm -hmm. And that just relaxed my nervous system in such a deep way. And yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I remember opening my eyes after the experience and they're like, how was it? And I was just like, oh my God. And I just ran out of the gallery into the rain in London. I was dancing on the street. Mm -hmm. I like, I felt like I was back in my body And I had, you know, and that's what's so interesting. Like I've been really feeling into that. Like yesterday I did this harmonic egg experience, whatever. All these different experiences where you literally go out of body. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm out of my body until I come back. Right. And I'm like, oh, there's that moment of like, oh, I'm back in my body. Like, okay. And I had been like that for months and hadn't realized it. And it's so fascinating because that one experience, I came back to my body. All the nightmares and PTSD, like sleep stuff went away. I slept through the night that night for, you know, eight hours and woke up and I was just like, oh my God, I can't even remember the last time I slept through the night. Like, this is amazing. I felt I had energy, like natural energy through my body. I wasn't just like, wow. And this is one example of what 22 minutes underneath the light 
can it is what is possible to be facilitated what is possible and and what's so interesting you know about all of this and you know there's a kind of sensationalism to to peak experience yes and so oh god we could talk for days about that <laughs> so, so glad you brought that up i do really want to mention that too because i think people have heard you know my story other stories about these kind of things and they're like oh you know i didn't see someone a dead person or like as soon as we start bringing this expectation into like what we're going to experience and you know i've seen this with people with ayahuasca even you know like the most such intense jungle medicine and they're still if they have expectation you can totally block the whole experience so it's really about like on a deeper level like look at the possibilities that can happen and understand that what's going to happen in the Lucia Light or with any kind of medicine journey or ceremony is exactly what your soul is calling in. Bingo. And it's not about, you know, rating it like or comparing it to anyone else's experience. Like, I'm so grateful I don't have that intense of an experience every time I do Lucia because I had that intensive experience because I was so far out of my body and in such deep trauma. Like, I don't want to recreate this type of situation where I would have that experience anymore. And each experience to me is very different even still. I've been working with it for like six or seven years. And I'm always like, oh, I think I know what this is. And then I sit down to try it. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Like, it really surprises me every time. Yeah. And if you can be that open to just receiving. And sometimes it's just very relaxing. Like, sometimes we just really need to chill. And right. And trusting that bigger intelligence, trusting that ancient wisdom held within our souls that's working with the intelligence consciousness of the light, that's working with the intelligence consciousness of source and all that is. And... The one thing that, like one example is, yeah, like let's say you're laying under the light and you might get out of your experience thinking that, quote unquote, not much happened. But perhaps that one sacred geometry pattern that presented to you for a fleeting second was the exact key or code that your soul needed to unlock your calling here on earth. Like there's just, that's why we should never try to label or categorize or, or say yours. Oh, wow. Yours was so much better than mine or bigger mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. because sometimes, and I've learned in life, just in earth, in my earth walk, that the times where I have taken a pause and quote unquote, seemingly nothing is happening is when the, the most is happening where I'm like, stopping all outward projects or, you know, I had a shamanic cave initiatory period where I stopped everything I was doing for two and a quarter years. And I didn't know how long that passageway was going to be. And that was the most powerful time of my life. So yeah, I'm just really glad you brought up that peak experience thing. It is, especially for those who are newer to the spiritual path, newer to these soul explorations, newer to these experiences with the unseen realms. I think this is one of the most important things to talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, because you put it so beautifully that, you know, we're really getting this reflection on such a deep level that it's maybe not even conscious. It's kind of like a lot of these experiences are speaking to our subconscious. 
And, you know, I really invite people after they experience the light to just be aware of their life. You know, I remember I had one woman who tried it and, you know, I think it was like a financial, it was a big step financially for her to pay $100 for the session. And, you know, she came in and she was very disappointed afterwards that she just saw colors and, you know, and it was this whole thing. I'm like, okay, well, let's just trust in it and watch your, you know, how you're feeling. And, and, you know, she sent me this really long email the next day in the evening saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, I had a lot of expectation and I was hoping for specific things from the experience, but, you know, and I woke up kind of grumpy, but then I just realized like my whole day just was the most beautiful day. It was like everything that, you know, like a lot of different things kind of went wrong, quote unquote, and she was able to respond to them from a place of grace and from compassion and from openness and, and then as a result, it just, the day kept getting better and better. And she's like, in the past, you know, if one thing starts going wrong in the beginning, then the whole day is off. And and she's like, I just found that, wow, that was really profound because I came back to my center and I was able actually to respond to life instead of react to life. And, you know, I think a lot of that is the medicine of the Lucia is like kind of bringing us back to our center so that we have more compassion and we have more awareness. I mean, it's being in your center and being compassionate is very linked with your third eye and that intuitive awareness that we all possess that we just forget to listen to so often or we aren't attuned to. And it's really like bringing it back to that and being in grounded enough of a place to really be able to listen to our intuition and follow that and respond to the world and in a, from a place of knowing that it's all perfect. Everything's yes. happening exactly as yes. it's supposed to. Whatever lesson, whatever experience is coming forward is just what our soul is calling for, for our next step on our journey. You know, when we're overwhelmed or just busy in life and, you know, fl- going from one thing to another without these moments to really reflect and relax and recenter and come to the parasympathetic and come to this journeying space where we can you know, go through a portal or even just really come home to ourselves, we lose that opportunity to really, you know, be in that space. Yeah. And so the two things that we're entering in, um, one is trust, you know, learning Mm. to trust in ourselves, learning to trust in in all that is, learning to trust that, yeah, that everything that is presenting is divinely perfect and divinely orchestrated. And, You know, the other beautiful thing that popped in with that really cool sharing of her story is if you're ever at a place in your earth experience or spiritual path where you are perplexed or confused about why something presented in the way that it did or felt unexpected or speak to it, you know, it's like an invitation for us to like connect more deeply with that experience. And, Mm. and, you know, when you get home after you, I'm just saying for an example, if you have the light experience, you're just like, well, that wasn't what I was wanting or thinking when you get home, you know, sit in a three minute meditation and ask the light, you know, ask that experience. Why did you present to me in that way? And you will always get answers. It's just, Mm -hmm. do we allow ourselves to take that two minutes to drop into that space? And do we allow ourselves to receive the answers that are always going to come in? Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool invitation to get deeper with that co-creative experience with us and the universe. Exactly. And trusting the process, like with the Lucia Light, you know, people are like, oh, it's this experience. And, and really, you get a lot of benefit from working with it over a period of time. 
So, you know, we really recommend a series of at least six sessions within a couple months, ideally within one month, where you can, each session, you're going deeper and deeper. And, you know, everyone's different. Like, I'm a very kind of airy person in the sense that I can just shoot out of my body and have all these experiences, which, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm such a grounded, embodied person. And I'm like, okay, well, there's benefits to both sides. Mm -hmm. So if you are a more grounded and in your body person too, especially, well, both sides, but for those grounded people that have a harder time, like having these experiences and are kind of like chasing this experience, if you start working with a modality, whether it's shamanic work or, you know, journeying or, you know, the Lucia light, and you can kind of do both, which is fun. But that when you go with it deeper, you start to get to know what this space is. Mm. And, you know, I found that some people actually have, you know, from their own experience in life, they've put up walls in certain ways to protect themselves. And as they start going deeper into the light, it's like these different layers start peeling off and you get closer and closer to your subconscious, closer and closer to these like journeying experiences. You start, things start kind of coming through, you get more insight, you know, and that's activating your third eye too, because there's so many layers in which, you know, we really, our bodies and, you know, everything that we've gone through have set us up to protect us and keep us safe. And so all of these things have come up in order to help us. And it's a conscious process to say, thank you. I don't need that anymore. And that can be a reaction of anger, which is more like a defensive strategy for us to make sure that we're not being hurt, you know, or like different, all kinds of different things can come up in our life that are reactions. And when we start working with these modalities that help us really relax our nervous system and go within, we can start really releasing these old patterns and ways of being. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I've totally changed since working with the light over you know a period of years and I remember one of the first big shifts I felt was that I used to have road rage which <laughs> now is like so funny to yeah. me I'm like wow but it was like so funny I was like a very you know happy person a little more jittery I think than I am now and but yeah in the car for some reason it was just depersonalized <laughs> enough yeah. that like if someone would cut me off I would get so angry and Drop my, some yeah my heart would be pounding I'm like what the yeah and then I remember one day day something had just shifted and I was driving and I was like someone kind of was in a hurry and I was like oh they're in a hurry mm. oh go ahead mm, wow find the way and those are the gems right like that's that's to me is is in essence a lot of what all of this is all about is mm -hmm. you know because when we do any type of spiritual work it's infinite. It's infinite in the places in which we can explore and heal and go to and see and tend to within our own beings. It's also infinite in terms of where we can go outside of ourselves and the unseen realms. And, and again, back to that subtlety and that subtlety versus peak experience kind of thing. When you just stay devoted to the path and devoted to healing yourself and kind of that's it, when you have moments like that, that's where all of a sudden you realize, oh, me walking in devotion is, this is really working. You know, because a lot of times you you might not know, especially in the beginning of having a spiritual awakening and the beginning of exploring these ways of life, you may not be able to tell if 
all the work you're putting in is like really doing something, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have those moments, that's that's where it really um, clearly expresses what's going on inside of you. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not why, you know, we're doing this work to start shifting and becoming more aligned with who we truly are. Because you're already, everyone's already perfect and beautiful and has such amazing expression. And that's what the Lucia Light reminds you of is that beauty is already there, you know, and to reconnect with that. And then in doing so, being able to release these layers of defensive strategies and, you know, all these things that have shown up that we've adopted or old ways of being that our family embodies that we don't agree with, but are part of our, you know, just normal repertoire of how we act because that's what was modeled to us, you know? So we start shedding these layers of like who we are not. And then we step more into that space of who we truly are. And that's the birthing of a whole new world. That is that is truly a de- the definition of birthing a new paradigm. I, even as I'm saying this, it's like I'm almost conking out. It's like such big energy is coming in. That's when you birth an entirely new paradigm for you and for your existence and for your life is when in a, a whole way in which you were operating from, you finally get to a place of investigating and inquiring and asking and realizing that's not serving me, but then you might hit up against, but is it really safe to let go of that? Because Mm. that's what I've been doing the whole time. And then you'll hit up against this turning point where I call it in my, what my experience, every time I get to these places, it's literally a collapsing of an old portal. And then you're walking into an entirely new portal that holds within it this new paradigm, a new world for yourself. It can be, well, in my experience, when I have birthed new paradigms for myself, it can be some of the most intense work because you're literally at this place where this whole old system is dying off and combusting or a fire is coming through to have it burn away. and then, you know, a birth, any sort of birthing process is going to, you know, have a tendency of being intense as well. And those two things are happening simultaneously. So you're having the combustion of a death along with the popping open and most profound expansion moment of a birth. But that is how we can create an entirely new way of living life and an entirely new way for our lineage and our ancestry moving forward to exist. Absolutely. It's big work. It's really big work. And again, it can show up as a subtle, you know, shift, but that's actually moving back and forth through our lineage. And it's very interesting too, because everything that we do, we're also really helping our ancestors that came before us. We're actually realigning our whole genetics. You know, it works on the epigenetic level in terms of what genes are being turned on and weren't are turned off by how we're showing up and expressing and healing these deeper patternings. And then it also obviously changes the future in terms of, you know, our lineage and if we have children and how they are able to show up and embody and all those things. Yeah, but. because I, it's been interesting for me. I'm 41 now, and I still really hope if it's in divine alignment to be a mom. Mm. And I personally, this is zero judgment on anybody else. I'm just speaking for myself. I'm very glad that I'm at this place in my life to, you know, at this 
time where I'm starting to, you know, really want to open up into that possibility. Because when I think about who I was before my awakening and aligning with my calling as a shaman and just who I was, how I operated, the pain I was in, the suffrage I was experiencing, the confusion, the denial of my gifts, purpose, power, all of the things, I would never have wanted to raise my child in that energetic environment. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful you know, and again, I, I really hope and feel that it will be for me to experience, but I'm, I'm just really glad that I'm going to be operating from this energetic set point as a mom versus before. Absolutely. I feel very similarly that I'm really grateful to be doing, you know, having done all the work I've done before having a child. And also just want to say for any mothers out there, it's all perfect. You know, if you feel like, you know, you had a child when you were in a less awakened place, then that's exactly what that soul wanted. The, the child wanted to come in and have this experience with you and be your teacher and yeah. be your reflection. And I think children are such teachers for everyone, no matter what kind of place you're at in your in your growth process. But it Amen. is so beautiful to see how everyone finds this perfect journey for them yes, for themselves. Totally. So. And so after you experience the light in London and you're dancing in the rain at night in the streets and you have seen your father who has passed and you guys spent time at the lake and all of the things, did you know in that moment, was it an instant calling to the light? And did you know right then I need to work with this light. I need to understand how I can get one. Definitely. I mean, it was a very strong, I mean, I woke up the next morning at that time. I was just like, wow, I was kind of, I couldn't process that, that level of like, oh, I need to work with this or anything like that. But I was just like, this is incredible. And then the next morning I was just like, okay, I need to find out everything about this. Light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's when I started really talking to them and trying to research. And there was very little information. I mean, there's still not tons of information out there, but especially at that point, there was not a lot well known. But in the lights, you know, our investment, it's they're all handmade in like small batches in Austria, metal. So it's definitely, you know, a decision to embark to work with the Lucia. And I think, you know, part of that actually preserves some of the, this special energy because I think, you know, some people get upset about the the cost of them. But, you know, when I spoke with the creators, they very specifically created something that's very well put together and very thoughtful and not every single person is going to have in their home because that's not the point of it. It's more about, you know, you can do sessions by yourself, but when you're having someone hold space for you and really provide that journey that, you know, it's not just about buying another thing. It's about working very consciously with a tool mm -hmm. for your own growth. It's not something you just need to add to the list of 500 tools you have. It's, it's a very deep spiritual connection within yourself. And therefore they, you know, knew that the right people would really be called to work with it. And so I felt a call, but I had just finishing my master's degree. So I, your bank account was not rolling in the dough to, to no. you know, at that <laughs> specific moment. At that moment, not exactly. So <laughs> it took me about a year and it was very synchronistic for me. I mean, I was working in Nepal for a while and I remember I kept going in this tiny village and I would climb up the mountain, which everyone thought was crazy. Like, why would you hike for fun? But anyway, <laughs> and so I would do that and meditate. And almost every day in my meditation, I would see the light. In my dreams, I would be giving light sessions and talking to people about the light. So it was like very present. And to me, it has a consciousness of its own. Oh, yes. And I feel it very strongly. And at that time, I was like, okay, I really can't stop thinking about this. And so I ended up 
yeah, a series of events led me to being able to actually find a used one. And um, I had already made a website. I was like in my full on manifestation mode. Yeah. And so they really just helped me. Spirit was like, you're supposed to do this. And so step by step, I started doing it. And then, you know, and all this process of like the trainings that I give and the way that I hold space and share about, you know, helping people, you know, empower people to hold space themselves and find their own path with the light came from my own experience with it. When I first got it, there was really no training given, except this is how you operate it. You press play and there you go. And Mm. then um, for me, I was like, oh my gosh. And working with friends, I was very over enthusiastic in the beginning. And then I started really cultivating a deeper understanding of ceremony and how important and it was to really set the stage and space and really open um, the portal initially and really set the container for people to have an experience and how much more profound it was mm. for you know many people to, to go there in that way. I want to thank Star Animal Sunday's Fine Jewelry for helping to make this episode possible. They are beautiful handcrafted pieces made in LA and New York of repurposed 14 karat gold, ethically sourced diamonds, and most pieces in their collection have different power animals represented on them. If you are new to the world of power animals, I will share that the deer is a very special one to me. It came to support me right after my divine intervention and spiritual awakening helped me through a very powerful shamanic initiation and rite of passage, and even played a very key role in me aligning in sacred partnership with my fiance, Luke's story. So I have the deer necklace from Star Animal Sundays that I use as a talisman. It helps me remember to keep my heart open, to keep as expanded into the embodiment of unconditional love and the expression of unconditional love as possible and reminds me to be gentle and compassionate and to not take life too seriously. So if you'd love to explore the various pieces, just head to staranimalsundays.com. And if you use the code STARPOWER, all capitals STARPOWER at checkout, you will get 10% off and 25% of sales using that code go to an organization that I'm very, very close with that works to preserve ancient and indigenous wisdom traditions from all around the globe. If you decide to get one, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to know the peace and power animal that spoke to you the most. Well, you have segued brilliantly into a question that I have written on this trusty little clipboard here. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the two things that you just brought up. It's the idea that even though this is a By some people, they would describe this as a technological device. But even though it is a device and it's a device that has metal in it and things like that, as we touched on, it is living consciousness. So I did want to talk with you about the importance of working in a sacred, honoring, reverent way, even with what some would look at and think is a a device, a piece of a machinery or something like that. Because in any voyage, journey, spiritual experience, just really entering into that experience in some sort of centered, sacred way, where you're just being mindful, at least at the very baseline, you're being mindful, you're understanding 
that you are about to embark in in a relationship with this light, uh, whether you give thanks to the light before you lay down or, or set an intention, or I, I don't know, you know, just making sure that even though this is a machine, uh, it is being worked with in a reverent way. So just take it away and explain more about that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, brilliant introduction. And really it is about trusting that anytime you're shifting your consciousness, opening your consciousness, and this can just be meditation too. If you sit down for your meditation, if you're just like talking and talking and close your eyes, like meditate, it's obviously way harder than taking a moment and creating space. So for me, there's different layers of the container. First, there's the environment. So like making sure that nobody's going to be interrupting the session. That um, is so huge. Go ahead. Yeah, that's no, <laughs> good. Um, so, and that's a whole thing in itself. Um, and then really creating a safe and comfortable space. So temperature of your body is really important. Are you cozy? Are you comfortable? Because you need to feel safe and safe space to let go. Exactly. Surrender. It's so important. And then just knowing, you know, what's around you. So being able to even relax before the, the light itself is really powerful. So I do usually a little guided meditation to help people kind of drop into their body and to settle into the earth. Having an intention for the experience is really important too. And not an intention like I'm going to see someone who passed away or like I'm going to have this sensationalist experience, but more of like taking that moment to tune into your heart space and they like to call like the roots of your heart, like those deep callings from your spirit that, that really rest and live in your heart space and asking, you know, what am I calling into my life right now? What am I letting go of? Like, what is this transformation that you spoke of earlier? What is this birthing, you know, that I'm calling forward? And a lot of times this, um, is a seeding, right? So a lot of times with intention, you know, in our life, we're used to things just showing up immediately. And that's not always the case with intentions. We're seeding them and in their own time, they grow. We're building a garden. We're, you know, planting a garden and nature. There's so many other different elements of like how it's going to grow and show up. And that's the joy and beauty of life is that we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And learning how to enjoy the process of the becoming, of the unfolding, of the opening. Yeah, that's been something I've had to work on a lot and have grown a lot in is that part, like enjoying the process. Yes. Exactly. That, that thing called the process is life. Is everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was meditating yesterday and thinking like, what is, you know, ceremony for me? And like, what did I want to talk about today? And I really got the understanding like life is ceremony mm -hmm. and, you know, so much of everything we do, like mindfulness to me, it's always been so important, but I love the kind of the spiritual mindfulness of like, okay, the ritual of like what, what drink I have in the morning or, you know, how I start my day and not just going right on social media, but like sitting in bed and meditating a little bit and finding gratitude, writing down my dreams, like all those things are ceremony to me. And, you know, really creating that ceremonial container of like space and time for yourself and the first self-care is just so important. You know, so many people on the spiritual path running around doing this and that, but it's like, if you are just kind of rushing into something, you know, it's like the analogy running to a yoga class, running late to a yoga class, yes. you're carrying your mat and you're in this huff and it's and like, as soon as yoga <laughs> class is done, you've got to deliver the, the board meeting, you know, PowerPoint, whatever. Yeah. So you've got to rush back home. Totally. That's what um, yeah. I, I was sharing with you when you first got to the house that Luke and I have here in Sedona, how this past week for me has been 
so full on. This is the busiest I've been all year. It has really maxed me out in a lot of ways. Yet, I even with all of that and really almost hitting some breaking points um, just with so many things, deadlines, like big projects birthing and also big project deadlines happening simultaneously. There was this bigger awareness. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I knew that even though all this was happening and it literally like there's just not enough time to get it all done. I knew I needed to go. I was called to work with this woman. She's um, like Native American, Mexican, German, you know, a lot of what a lot of us are, you know, just this beautiful mixture. But I saw her her picture on her card at a Thai restaurant here and I just, something spoke to me. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to meet that lady. So even though I quote unquote had no time, I made an appointment to have a mini reading and a massage with her. And I don't, get readings from people anymore. I just, I talk to God and Jesus and all the beings every day and I don't need readings, but I just, I was like, I'm supposed to get like some little reading from this lady. So I listened to it and I drove from our house into town 30 minutes to meet this woman. And I, it was just such a beautiful experience. She's this older lady and we just had such a quirky, funny, cool vibe. And her reading was exactly what I've been experiencing and like the massive work that I've been doing here in Sedona. And she was so spot on. She saw me to the depths. She saw my purity and the gentleness of my spirit and like what a big channel I am. She reads the tops of your hands and just, she's very, very gifted in that. And she's like, you, you are a massive, you know, channeler. And she just, she, saw the shaman in me. I told her nothing about me. She doesn't, you know, know me at all. And, and then we had some body work. And as we were leaving, she said, you know, I'd like to invite you after Thanksgiving. I'm going to go up to the Hopi reservation and I feel like you're supposed to go with me. And I was like, I am supposed to go with you. And, and so we became friends and now I'm going, you know, to, to share space with some beautiful Hopi natives in a week. And it's just, yeah, when you allow yourself that grace to, to tend to yourself, even when you think that there's just no possible way. Mm -hmm. So many life-changing because that reading and then having my body worked on and having some of the big energies that have been working through me here moved a bit and cleared a bit. It, it was it was game changing. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad I made myself take that time, that non-existent time. Exactly. It's so important. And we just never know what's going to show up when we create that spaciousness for ourselves. And so I think, you know, for people who purchase a Lucia light um, for themselves, it's like I'm always kind of that reminder of like, are you giving yourself sessions? Are you making time? And it's been a huge, you know, part for me too. So it's really like setting that space, the container, making sure no one's interrupting, getting comfortable. And then the music with Lucia light is really inspiring as well. That's really going to direct your journey in terms of what type of music you can do more like shamanic drumming. Hopefully, eventually, Allison will be doing some guided um, shamanic journeying mm -hmm. um, that we can do light. We're working with different types of, you know, kind of guided hypnotherapy and things like that as well. But, or you can just do like solfeggio tones or nature sounds can be really incredible. Mm -hmm. There's just a wide palette that you can do there. But yeah, so grounding into that space, picking the right music, and then just being present with the experience. You know, I think the other thing too is that sometimes we're just like, we finally make that space for ourselves and then we're like, oh, my mind's just going and thinking about all these things or whatever. And it's like, no matter what you do, unless you do really strong plant medicine, that's just going to kind of take over for you, which has its own um, kind of repercussions later. But you, it's really always a conscious choice to be present. 
it's always a conscious choice to be present. So mm-hmm. I really feel like that's a huge part of it too. And with the Lucia, it's like, breathe. You know, you can use your breath to move energy. You can move your breath to come to your present self. You know, you can really do so much with your breath and, and your presence. And when we come to that presence with the intention, you can really open up into the to the experience. So, and so with your ceremony, since this is Ceremony Circle podcast, mm-hmm. um, I'm so curious because the light experiences I have, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately because the woman's epic, but they just, I haven't had a session led by you. So, what what's an example of what your ceremonial voyages with the Lucia Light look like? Do you work in groups and how does that work? And yeah, like paint the picture for us a little bit. Yeah. So, I work in a few different layers. I do one to one sessions and in my healing room set up in Boulder, I actually have this big copper pyramid and I have crystal singing bowls and I have, you know, the Mona Lina, which I'll play here in a moment and all kinds of different sound healing things, because I feel like for me, the sound healing creates really a ceremonial space. So we do the singing, I do the singing bowls and like gently guide someone into a meditation. Oh, I see. So it's live music as opposed to wearing headphones. Yeah. And you can do either way. I mean, some people find the headphones to be more immersive and they're kind of like not hearing anything else so they can go deeper. Again, everyone's really different. And a lot of the fun with Lucia is kind of being able to choose your own adventure mm-hmm. as you go along. But I, in the ceremonial fashion, I really love to, you know, call in you know, spirits and ancestors and our higher self and all of that and really open the container energetically and then do the sound healing to do the meditation to relax in. And part of the meditation is really picking an intention for the experience Mm. and then going into the journey. And if it's your first time, you do kind of more demonstrations first to kind of feel out what intensity level you want to go. And then we recenter and then really send off into the, into the journey. Blast off into the portal. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then with groups, we often do like cacao ceremony or blue lotus or some kind of plant spirit to connect with as a group really set the group field and intentionality. Mm. Um, and then I love working with sound healers. I'm usually not one of the sound healers when I'm managing a group because as well, I want to be, I can't do everything at the same time. Right. So, um, you know, but having different sound healers come in and play different instruments can be really great. I love doing energy work with the Lucia Light as well. So I have, you know, as I've worked with it deeper and deeper, I'm more familiar with the space. I really can see one of my gifts is really seeing where energy is being stuck. So mm. if the person's open to it, I will come around and kind of just bring more energy to the place where it's getting stuck. And then it kind of moves through the body. I'm a vortex healer. So that's a type of energy healing. And so sometimes I, you know, set the space energetically or work out the specific intention for someone or call in a specific energy, you know, like the divine heart or love that, you know, something like that to help move things along. And then It's interesting for me with individuals, I often get insights too about things. So sometimes even if they're not aware of a loved one or something, the loved one will come to me. And um, so I'm more like the medium in that sense of being able to share messages or, you know, sometimes I see visions of people's past life traumas Mm. um, or even current life traumas from their childhood and depending on the openness and the situation, we can talk about that. And usually that can be related to their journey. So there's a lot of different ways and spaces that I hold ceremony, but I love them all. It's really fun. Yeah, that's so cool. Is there any one story that you can share with the listeners? I don't know. I, of course, and I think my listeners will get to know that 
when I ask each guest this, I'm asking with the understanding and also already saying to the guest, clearly I know that not all ceremonial experiences and voyages are meant to be spoken of, especially Mm -hmm. in a public way. Mm -hmm. So I am in full understanding and awareness of that. But with any story that you feel inspired to share, to just give one last example to the listeners so they can really start to integrate a little bit more about the light, an experience that someone had or, yes, a place, uh, something that you facilitated that just really was uh, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So what's coming to mind right now is a cacao ceremony that I facilitated. And I think it's really beautiful representation of the Lucia light because there was a group of people, about 20 people, and um, under a bun- several different lights, you can actually get up to six people during normal times when our heads are really close together in a circle, kind of mandala laying on the floor and all experiencing the light together. And we drank the cacao and it was a really powerful vortex of energy that opened in that space. What's one of the energies of that particular vortex that was... Well, it was very fascinating. There was like... It it was fascinating because people had such different experiences. So for me, the energies of the vortex was a lot of angelic presence. Hmm. But then there was a lot of kind of deeper energies. Like sometimes I call them like the deep waters that were just like moving. It was like, ooh, some deep stuff is like moving for people. And, you know, and then after the ceremony, we went around and kind of shared, which is also a really important part of ceremony is like experiencing that. And then also talking about how you're going to integrate that into your life. And for um, a few of the people, they just felt this bliss that they had experienced for so long and, you know, really came back to that lightness of being and remembrance of who they are, which is pretty common. Lucia Light experience, there was a few people who had really strong like visions of nature and specific places that they felt really called to go to. And then there was I mean, everyone was a little different. Some people just had messages kind of come through. And then one w- woman was, you know, came to me afterwards and was very upset and was kind of like, I just, I just felt angry. Like, mm. and I was like, okay, interesting. You know, it's not wrong to feel anything, first of all. I'm I, so happy when I hear that people are letting themselves feel anger. Yeah. That is to me, I'm like, yes, thank you. Because that's work for humanity and the planet because anger is one of those emotions that is very sneaky and it will hide inside of you and it will disguise itself. And you could go your whole life thinking that you don't have any anger in you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so happy when I hear people allow themselves to unearth the, the little pockets of anger because having stored and unacknowledged anger, it it can be one of the most toxic things to experience. So that to me, when I hear that, I'm like, that's the most epic journey ever. (laughs) Totally. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was powerful for me to think about too. Cause I remember at the time being like, okay, well, you know, just like sit with it and really like, I would invite you to go home and really tune in deeper and keep working with it. Your, your journey is not over yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I know we're kind of breaking here and yeah. And she, came to me the next day. It was um, a part of a conference, actually, that I was holding the space for the ceremony. And she came to me the next day and said, wow, thank you so much. Like I went home and I just, you know, I was like, scream, cry, like whatever needs to happen to move this energy. Cause it's so great that it's coming up from these like deep wells within you. And she did, she cried a lot and had so much energy move. Like, and she just, you know, cause that's the other thing. Some people don't always feel safe 
in a big group, you know, sharing on that level too, or like expressing on that level. Right. And so she really went home and really went through it then. And then she came and we processed more in the morning and she slept so well and she moved so much energy from all these people that were, she was letting kind of build up under the surface. And so, you know, I was really like, wow, this is a perfect ceremony because it was a really wide range of experiences, which shows that everyone had the same session and they all interpreted it in such a different way. Again, there was like everything from joy to just deep relaxation and centeredness to finding this peace within that hadn't been accessed for so long to anger and frustration coming up that, you know, really needed to be seen and released and, you know, yeah. And visitation we had, yeah, it was a powerful ceremony and I just, I loved it just because of the wide variety of experience. And it just is so profound that, you know, this is this incredible tool that is so sacred because it's bringing you to like whatever you need. It's very harmonizing, it's balancing and it's empowering because it's bringing whatever needs to be seen and um, brought forward in that moment to come forward. And like I said, when you do a series of sessions, you just kind of go deeper and deeper into that space. And, and for a lot of people, it's relaxing. Our society is so intense and busy that sometimes the first thing you really just need to do is chill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like we're just upping it. I mean, even me, I'm like, oh, we have matcha? Like, I want to more up, you know? <laughs> There's this way we can just get, you know. Energy time, get matcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. But, you know, but there's also our body really just wants to relax too and to come home. And most of our creativity and you know, action in the world can't be accessed if we're too wound up all the time. So yeah, I know that that's can why be the first step. Luke loves the light. And for any new listeners, the Luke I keep referring to is my fiance Luke story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, his love for the light to the point where we now have a light. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I haven't been able to work with it since it got delivered here in Sedona because of the aforementioned hecticness. But I am really excited to develop a, a deeper rapport and relationship. And he he loves it for a lot of reasons, but that relaxation and his central nervous system, he he relishes in that so much. And so I will, of course, you know, include the information for how people can connect with you. Um, I know you travel a lot, but you do have a home base in Boulder for those, because I'm, I'm sure people listening are like, I want to do this as soon as this interview is done. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. How, so if someone, like, if they can't get to Boulder or they email you and you're just like, oh, I'm in Mexico right now. Where do people go to have the light? How do they do it? Absolutely. So there's a lot of um, locations and it's really starting to grow and expand now in our community of practitioners. And that's what we're really calling in too is more practitioners because we have a large influx of people who are interested in experiencing this. And we're just starting to grow the practitioner network of people who are holding space for these experiences. But on my website, which is lucialightexperience.com, you can say um, it's book a session or find a location. And we have a bunch of different locations across the U.S. There's a lot of areas that aren't represented yet. So we had, I've had people drive or fly or, you know, whatever to come see me and experience it. And uh, so, yeah, you can find me traveling light machine on Instagram and we do travel around and share the experience and it's great. And it's, and I really feel like it does find you in divine timing. I mean, even on the way here, actually, 
someone who had listened to the podcast with Luke uh-huh. uh, reached out and was like, oh my gosh, I just listened to that podcast. I have to try this light. Where are you? I was like, where are you located? And he was in Southern Colorado, him and his wife. And it was exactly on our route Stop. on the way here. And I was like, of course, you know, and he was just freaking out like, oh my gosh, it's so synchronistic. That when you and, knock on his door and yeah. you're standing there with the light, dream come true. Yeah, he couldn't believe it. So we just stopped there on the way through. So we do, if it is on our way at some point, we're happy to stop. And it was great for us to take a little break. We have a new business partner that I'm working with as well. And, yeah, he's so lovely. And he also gives sessions. So we can show up and do that anywhere. And, you know, I really just trust in the the flow of things. Like maybe you'll just be called to go to a different city that has uh, Lucia for a reason that you don't even understand to begin with too. Mm-hmm. So just kind of being open to how it's showing up and that we are actively calling in more practitioners to hold space to okay. as this expands. Duly noted. I'm really intrigued to see, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just an open vessel and slate to see where my relationship with the light goes. But as I mentioned, mm-hmm. Luke and I now have one. So who, you know, who knows? I have, I have no expectations, mm-hmm. nothing but who knows? Mm -hmm. So before we voyage into how I love to close out every ceremony circle with the interviewee so generously offering some sort of ritual or practice for myself and all the listeners to immerse into to receive some healing nourishment ourselves before we get to that, which we're going to in a second. First of all, I could sit here and talk to you all day and I'm kind of bummed that I have to cut this interview and go, it's for a good reason. I'm doing a a live guided shamanic online event, which Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about, but we're in such a beautiful flow. But is there any last thought that you have, any sort of last message that wants to come through you to listeners? I would just say that if you're listening, like what's coming through to me is just you know, this really piece of trusting yourself and your process. And, you know, I have a lot of people come to me saying like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. or I'm lost on my journey, just trying to figure it out. And just to know that you're enough already and that exactly, you know, how, who you are and how you're showing up is just going to continue evolving and growing through your whole life. And there may never be a period where you're like done, you know, and that in itself is really beautiful. So just to trust that, you know, it's great to have these experiences. I definitely recommend that you experience the light and hopefully do a series of sessions with it to go deeper, but also just to know that if that's not accessible for you or whatever is showing up in your life, it's not about the external and the experience so much as what's already in there. And the more that you kind of come to love yourself and, you know, these modalities just help you see that more and more, the more you'll be able to show up in exactly the perfect way. And that's not always, you know, one specific job or modality or thing like that either. You know, we need light workers in every single sector of this world showing up right now and everyone in your life will be affected by you and how you're showing up. So thank you for showing up in love and continuing to choose to to be here on this planet that we need everyone. And we're so grateful for everyone that's that's listening today for Uh-ho. being themselves. Love that. I'm going to leave that just as is. I'm not going to piggyback on any of that. And so for this five, eight, 10 minute glorious flow, whatever you feel called to bathe us in. Uh-huh. Uh, do, of course, if if you're driving, I, that's probably not optimal, but do they need to do anything to prepare to receive? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. yeah, driving is definitely not optimal. I would just invite you to 
you know, find a nice comfortable seat or even, you know, lay down for a moment and just take, start by just taking a couple of nice deep breaths. And when we breathe in, breathing in through the nose and filling all the way up. And then exhaling through your mouth and just really letting everything hang out. You know, and making sounds when we exhale with our mouth is really powerful. So breathing in and out. <sighs> And the instrument I have today is called the Monalina. This is actually a Monalini, which is a mini one. And it's just harmonic chords and it creates these overtones that are really beautiful as we carry on. So from your seated space, I invite you to close your eyes. And we'll start by connecting to the earth. So just really feeling a chord down from your root chakra from the bottoms of your feet and just going deep into the earth calling in so much gratitude for this amazing being of this planet for holding us and loving us and transmuting so much just really feeling that gratitude for the earth going so deep within her into the soil and the mycelial networks and just that dark, damp, quiet. And breathing up from that space as earth, breathing up into your body, coming up bottoms of your feet and feeling your feet and toes relaxing being gratitude for your feet all the places they've taken you over this planet and breathing that energy up through your legs and knees coming to your root and your sacrum and as I come into the sacrum just breathing that earth energy and aligning yourself with creation from earth so trusting that you know what you're creating and what you're bringing here is earth because you are earth as well there's no separation just feeling into any passions or desires or ways of being from creation that you want to show up as. And then feeling that energy coming up into your solar plexus. And finding that affirmation of presence there, that you are enough already, that you're perfect, that you're whole. Confidence is your birthright. That you chose to be here, that you chose all these experiences in your life to just teach you and guide you to exactly where you are right now. You wouldn't be you without them. And they help you have compassion and empathy for others. Just finding that gratitude and 
power that you can build from those experiences in your solar plexus. And trusting your way and your path to just knowing whatever is happening externally. It's all just part of it. And it's all part of the, you know, the karma of the universe and that we can come home to our center no matter how wild or intense it is outside and inside of us, there's always this space of peace just waiting to be seen and felt and held. Bringing that energy up into the heart space. And that gratitude again for the earth and waves pouring over us, all her majesty, all the beauty. And feeling our heart open and feeling a circle of loved ones around us. Inviting a few of the people who love you so much and just feeling that radiance of their love bathing you. Feeling their amazing support. And then as it swirls in your heart, sending it right back out to those you love starting with your closest family and friends, relations, and moving it out to acquaintances who you don't know too well, and then even bringing it to people who have brought frustration or challenge into your life and just bathing with them with this love. Grateful for every encounter as it's helped us see more of the divine beauty that we are. Just feeling that love spreading across the whole planet. Right now, there's so many beings waking up and we're creating a whole new grid of light. We're all connected and every effort matters. No matter how small, how big, it's all part of this beautiful web that's weaving. Just breathing into that energy, feeling yourself connected to all these other people. Even if you're home alone in your house, you are so connected. You are so loved. We are so grateful that you're here showing up. And feeling that energy moving up into your throat. Swallowing or clearing your throat if you need to. Just feeling into your message, what you're bringing to this planet. Each word you speak, every sentence is so powerful. Even the words that you speak in your own head of how you speak with yourself creates a vibration, it creates a ripple. As we become more and more conscious of how we treat ourselves internally and how we speak to the others externally, we're even more connected to that light grid.
just finding a little short affirmation for yourself right now. It could be as simple as I am love. And then feeling that earth energy coming up into your third eye. Just taking a couple cleansing breaths, releasing anything that's blocking your clear vision. Trusting that each day this vision might be slightly different as we learn and grow more. We're open to seeing the world a new way every day. From this space, really inviting in your intuition. You are intuitive. Trust that intuition. And then finally coming up to your crown. And just feeling angels and archangels around you, feeling your guides. Feeling this, this egg of light coming around you. You're so protected, so guided. Feeling those waves of trust coming all the way from your crown, all the way down to your root. You are welcome here. We want to hear from you. We're so grateful you're present. And your guides just want us to remind you to ask for help, to ask them to show up, to take a few moments every day, to ask questions and to listen. And then feeling into your chakras above your crown real connection with spirit. Just trusting the multidimensionality of your being, feeling the affirmation of your higher self and the lives that you've lived before coming together in this perfect way to bring you forward in this life. You're breathing, feeling just each breath as a wave of energy going up and down your spine, through all layers of your being. Ending with your hands and your heart together. Thanking yourself for being here on this planet during this time. Thanking yourself for making these really large evolutionary steps in your life. Thanking yourself for getting uncomfortable and looking at these shadows and knowing that everyone on earth has shadows that they're looking at too. 
Thank you for continuing to do the work, continuing to show up every single day, whether it's just in the smallest way or whether your whole day is packed with ways that we're doing this, just every bit makes a difference. Thank you so much. We're all connected. And to end, just bringing in one intention of how you're going to show up in a slightly different way. Maybe it's a new little habit. Maybe it's going to be a gentle reminder to be kind to yourself and your head. Maybe an apology to shift some energy. Just thinking of one way can show up even more in the beautiful brilliance that you are. Aho. Oh my goodness, I could sit in this field that was created for like a year. Oh, I'm going to have to get me one of these. What is the name of this again? Um, it's uh, Mona Lina. It's like a monochord from Germany. Oh. And this one's the Mona Lini. So it's. She yeah, just bathes. Yeah. It's just such a good bath. Oh, I love her. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. Absolutely. Ah, oh, yeah. That was a really good dose for me to, yeah, just return uh, to the truth. So thank you so much for coming on. Mm -hmm. So glad this worked out. Absolutely. We were able to do it here. It just feels really extra meaningful for, for some reason. So, um, uh, like I said, I will include your information for people to be able to find you and the show notes. And oh, thank you to everyone, as always, for joining us and creating, you know, every, t every episode we gather together to create the world's largest ceremony circles. You know, there's people from every corner of the earth as they tune in, we're all in this field and we're all in this space together and it's so powerful and so profound and it's such an honor for me to do this and to hold the space for this creation to come alive and just want to give a shout out to great spirit for giving me the download for the name and mm -hmm. it was many years in the making you know but here we are so thank you to everyone for tuning in. I just want to see if one last little thread of any sort of message wants to come in before we officially close. Ah, the sun hit me right in that moment. So even if just for a moment, take some time to connect with the sun today and just allow yourself to receive the power and the keys and the codes and the healing love and medicine of our great sun in tea. And as you're receiving those blessings and that great warm love from the sun, I'm just going to tune in and see if there's a message the sun has for me to share. And as you do this practice today, do the same for you. See if the sun has a message for you. One second. Mm 
Mm, the message that came in is be free in your truth. Mm. Be free in your truth. And with that, we will officially close this beautiful ceremony circle. Wow, so moving. I look forward to sharing space with all of you in the next episode. And thank you, Allison. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Soul Fam, if the Lucia Light seems to be calling to you too, you can head on over to www.thrivelucialight.com. That's Thrive Lucia Light, T H R I V E L U C I A L I G H T, thrivelucialight.com. And you can use code Ceremony Circle in all caps. Ceremony circle in all caps, and you will get 10% off your very own Lucia Light. Woo! What a powerful voyage that was. It is just my greatest honor. It brings me so much joy and activates and lights up my soul to be able to sit with these incredible, embodied, true spiritual masters and leaders from all over the world. I ask that you please, if you feel called, continue to support them and their work in whatever way that feels aligned for you. Please go to my website where all the show notes are listed so that you can access their direct links to their website and social media platforms and additional information about them. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle so unique is that at the end of every single episode, as you just experienced, we immerse in a powerful ceremony, ritual, invocation, prayer, spiritual song, some sort of activation that the guest feels called to offer on that day. So listen to your intuition. If at any point moving forward, you feel called to come back and re-immerse and this guided ceremonial experience do so because I guarantee every single time you experience it, you will receive a new medicine transmission, a new awareness, a new awakening aspect within your soul. It has been an honor voyaging with you. Please keep the Ceremony Circle community vibes growing and activating. Find me on Instagram at I am Allison Charles. And let me know how you enjoyed this episode. Let me know how you are creating your own sacred ceremony circle space. Tag those in your soul fam who are immersing in the ceremony circle episodes and experiences with you. And let's unite in the next episode coming out next week so we can continue to activate the consciousness energies of planet Earth and the universes. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.